All right, welcome to a new episode of Point Forward Podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying doing these little 10, 15-minute um, mini-pods, if you will. I uh, just wanted to jump in and, and give my opinion. First off, congratulations again, Mike Young, Young uh, Virginia Tech's new head coach. Went from $161,000 a year, which is nothing to sneeze at, but was one of the lowest paid, if not, and he was the lowest paid of any of the coaches that was in the, the NCAA tournament this year. Think about that. Um, to now making, uh, on average, $2.4 million for five years. Mike, bravo, bravo, bravo. Congrats to you and your family. I am so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. You're a good man. Um, granted some uh, access to myself and my broadcast partner, Cy Alexander, that you did not have to, um, you know, opened up your uh, locker room, your, um, you know, your kind of inner sanctum, if you will, uh, over at Wofford. And, and I really appreciate kind of getting a glimpse of what you guys do from a, from a film perspective and just, just, just a fantastic, fantastic individual. Now, on to the next one. Um, Steve Forbes. Is Steve Forbes going to go to the University of Tennessee if Rick Barnes takes this UCLA offer? I didn't even realize this. Rick Barnes looks good for 65. Hell, man. You know, Leonard, you know, uh, Leonard Hamilton over at Florida State looks great for 70, but, you know, Rick Barnes, a 65-year-old southern boy from Hickory, North Carolina, looking damn good at 65. And I was talking to him, uh, you guys will know him from East Tennessee State, guys, Steve, Steve McKinley, uh, fan on, uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of my Twitter followers. You know, I've, I've heard a lot of different stuff. One, that uh, Rick does want the UCLA job, but... There is a little trepidation of living someplace outside of the South, um, but it has nothing to do with his religion or the morality. Like, I've been seeing some of these ridiculous things on Twitter. And listen, I get it. If you are a conservative Christian and you think that L.A. is a cesspool or you think that being on the West Coast is somehow against, um, you know, the moral fabric of, of Rick Barnes, a God-fearing man, listen, man, this is capitalism at its finest. Who's going to give me the best offer? And then on top of it, how how am I going to be the happiest? So if the happiest I am is being at UCLA in the sunshine all the time, not that Knoxville is a bad place, but LA, LA and Knoxville, I mean, come on, LA is a better spot. And I know it's 65, it's a little different, but the perks, the the living near Hollywood, the, the dealing with, um, you know, maybe some celebrities that could you know, up your profile, the $5 million a year, yes, crazy sales tax, uh, our, our state income tax would kind of knock that down, but he would get so many perks, they'd probably get his, they'd probably pay for his housing, uh, get him a beautiful mansion up in Brentwood, he wouldn't have to go downtown LA where the quote-unquote cesspool is, you know, lots of great entertainment, um, you, you could, you know, Rick Barnes is known to, you know, as Kevin Durant's, uh, you know, college coach, maybe, maybe, you know, KD goes to uh, LA next year and, KD's coming to practice, and now all of a sudden, you know, you got this cool pipeline of all these NBA stars with LeBron and KD and, you know, maybe Kawhi's at the Clippers. Look, you can create a big community of basketball to rally around UCLA. If there's one common fabric that the people of Los Angeles love, whether you're a Clippers fan, a Lakers fan, is UCLA. And UCLA has sucked and has been irrelevant for many years. Um, and the Pac-12 is in a down, uh, downward spiral. If he can inject some life into that and dominate that, you know, uh, uh, conference for the next seven or eight years, maybe wins a national tam- championship, maybe not. But you know, go out with a bang. So that leaves Steve Forbes, East Tennessee State, 
does he go to UT? You know, he had he had the issue, the show clause with under Bruce Pearl, where he had to sit out a year. Um, I I think it was, oh God, it was 13, 12, 10, 12 years ago. Um, maybe it's a little less than that. Regardless, close to a decade. Let's just let's just you know not to put too fine a point on it. Um, close to a decade ago, I think time heals all wounds. And if Rick Barnes jilts the Vols, then UT does not look first to Steve Forbes, who got an interview with Arkansas, who I'm sure was talked about with Virginia Tech, but maybe you know, like like their AD said, they only met with Mike. Um, it would not surprise me if Tennessee hires Steve Forbes, and they should. Um, the guy's an absolute gem. He is a no nonsense, but also a really funny guy. Just, but he's a hell of a recruiter and a great coach. I mean, there isn't a better coach in, in the Southern Conference, and he's arguably. And, and this was something that uh, I believe Seth Davis said on CBS, and, and it's been Gary Parish has said this. He's arguably one of the, a top five coach in the country. Um, if he didn't have the issue which happened under Bruce Pearl, which seems to happen a lot under Bruce Pearl. Um, so I think the, the issue is Bruce Pearl. I don't think it's his assistance. Uh, I think it's, it's the, the ship he runs. So Auburn better be careful. Um, but that being said, Steve, Steve should be the next coach at the University of Tennessee if it's available. If it's not, I, I find it really fascinating that, let's say, if Wofford ended up retaining Mike Young after this flirtation with a higher you know, major school, and the same thing here with Steve Forbes, who was kind of in the running for the Arkansas job, I find it really interesting that it's one of the only professions where you kind of are interviewing for jobs, all the while knowing that if you don't get the job, you're safe at your school, like you're safe at your old job. How many people listening to this, if you told your boss, hey, I'm going to go interview for a better job, more higher paying, better city, um, probably a better staff, and... There's gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to earn more money, and uh, but if I don't get it, I'm coming back. Or if I don't like the fit, I'm coming back. Your boss would be like, okay, man, hit the bricks. You have to like hide that shit when you're in the real world. It's kind of amazing that we talk about it so freely. And I know, I know it's, uh, it's pretty um, you know, hush-hush in the, in the coaching world. I'm just saying in terms of the way it's dealt with on Twitter and, 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 and you know, the journalism that is people are tracking flights. It's, it's, a, whole, it's a whole freaking game. It's kind of crazy. But... Um, I would love to see, not, and this has nothing to do with Greensboro or the rivalry. I want to cover the entire Southern Conference next season, so I, I am going to be as down-the-middle objective with my coverage as I possibly can. So, But as knowing these guys as people, I'll be the first one to tell you, if all was to break down into oblivion and Wes Miller got a call from UCLA's AD and said, will you come to UCLA to be the Knicks head coach of the UCLA Bruins, I would be... So ecstatic for my buddy Wes Miller. I'd be upset for the people of Greensboro and all the things that they feel like they're going to accomplish under Wes. But hell, take the job, man. Go make $5 million and have a great career. Um, anyway, that's not happening. That being said, um, I hope he gets it. And if he doesn't, I'll be very happy to come cover him in Johnson City again next year um, or going into the offseason. So tonight, Texas Tech, Chris Beard. And his Red Raiders, guns up, versus the Virginia Cavaliers with the Who's Your Daddy crew. Um, I have this interesting thing I wanted to 
uh, mention from my buddy Mike Roberts, uh, who was a coach at Texas Tech under Bobby Knight and knows Chris Beard really well. And, um, and, I, and I said, you know, uh, first off, when, when they got to the Final Four, I texted him and said, what's Lubbock going to be like after the game? And he wrote back, insane to be 25 again. And uh, they almost ended up losing that game. I, I felt like I almost jinxed it. But then, um, you know, uh, I asked him, you know, Chris Beard seems like a good dude. And, you know, I asked him with a question mark. And he said he's a great dude, treated me really well when he was a GA. Uh, when I first got the job at UNCG, he was sleeping in his car at JUCO events coaching D2. So if there isn't a guy, I mean, listen, Tony Bennett's a great story too. But Chris Beard is the ultimate rags to riches story in terms of taking this team, which had six to seven guys that weren't, that lost six to seven guys from the team last year to now a team that had talent, but has built this kind of chemistry that you just don't see a lot of in college basketball. And that was what's, what was so unique about this final four that I loved is you had teams and listen, I know people want to see the one and done guys. I know a couple years back, um, you know, uh, Duke won with Okafor and uh, and Trey Jones, his brother, uh, Tyus Jones, uh, the elder of the Jones boys. But, guys, there is nothing more exciting about college basketball than than watching a team develop. It's one of the reasons why I loved following the UNCG progression from literally coming out of nowhere and being, uh, you know, an, a, an absolutely afterthought, maybe a 300th ranked program in the country when West took over to now being a top 30, top 40 program in the country. And that ascension is based off of foundational players. Like you can't get there without the Jordy Kuypers and the Marvin Smiths and now Francis and, and um, you know, in, in, in Demetrius Troy. Uh, you just can't. I'm, I'm leaving people out. Deontay Baldwin, who I'm going to be doing a collaboration with in the future. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm happy for a guy like Chris Beard because he's created it with uh, an old school mentality. I love the article of them going on a retreat and, um, and, and doing, uh, no cell phones because as much as I love using this and responding to fans on Twitter, et cetera, it's great to decompress and not have anything to do with, um, you know, even your passion. So, um, I think that was great just to kind of create this, this, um, camaraderie for the team. Because kids don't ask each other questions anymore. You know, I, I love sitting down. I, I did it when I was in Johnson City and kind of had like a fan experience. And I, I say fan loosely. It's, it's almost like that we become friends. And I love that. I love talking to Steve. I even love talking to my guy, uh, LaForce, who, you know, we were bashing each other's brains in a couple, uh, a couple months back. So um, it's just one of those things where it becomes uh, a, a, a sense of community, and I think that's what Texas Tech has, has created. So right now, you already know who I'm rooting for. And, and any time I, I can feel a personal connection to a coach or a team, I definitely will root hard for them. So uh, I'm going with Texas Tech, and I think it's one of those things where I think Virginia is going to get the calls because of storylines, and it's it would be fantastic for the NCAA to have this you know, senior and junior laden team and, and team that lost to a 16 seed and all of a sudden they're the national champions. But I think it'd be a hell of a story to watch Texas Tech and his Red Raiders of, with Chris Beard's leadership win this. And let me just uh, uh, put one more thing out there and then I'm going to get off because I have a meeting with, uh, with one of my business partners. Yes, that sounds super elitist and I hate when I say that shit, but that's just the case of what it is. Let me tell you something. 
all these people on Twitter that are looking to complain about CBS's coverage where they feel like it's this liberal deal where anytime someone is religious, they have to cut away from it. I find that so offensive and so ridiculous, in, in particular because I guarantee those same people who got upset about that didn't listen to Ernie Johnson right after they cut away to the set after those guys knelt in prayer. He literally says, nice moment there with Chris Beard and Texas Tech as they kneel in prayer in their locker room. It's literally directly after the quote-unquote as if the producers said, hey, cut away, they're about to pray. That's not what happens. I've started to produce radio shows. I've started to help with producing a podcast. That is not the case. If I was in that same position, I would definitely ask them to cut away from it because that's a private moment. Listen, for all of the Christians in, 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 the, the, in, that, in that denomination where you feel like you need to um, spread the word of God, fantastic. And, and I'm sure Chris Beard is going to have plenty of opportunity. Dabo Sweeney has had that opportunity. Um, you know, uh, Trevor Lawrence, when they won the national championship, had that opportunity. No one is trying to silence Christians, okay? Louis C.K., I know he's the most con- not the most controversial, uh, uh, not the best figure to kind of relate to this, but he has this great joke from, a lo- from, from his last special, pre-Me uh, Too movement, where he talks about, like, listen... Christians have won the culture battle. Got cut off there. Um, no, what I was going to say was is that, you know, I just, I just feel like the, the conspiracy guy that, you know, says that everything is either liberal or conservative or whatever, it, it just takes all the joy away from watching sports. Like, get off your high horse. Like, trust. Try to just enjoy what you just saw. Um, and... I I know for, listen, people don't realize this in particular is that the majority of people who cover games and the majority of people who are involved in sports, I'm not talking about journalists, I'm talking about coaches, former players, etc., are religious and there are, and most of them have conservative values. Like even someone like Charles Barkley, who is, you know, kind of swings both ways, if you will, in that regard. He's a pretty conservative dude. And I know he's gotten, he's gotten a little more progressive, I guess, if, if you could call it that. Um, but I mean, come on. I mean, Clark Kellogg, I mean, uh, my broadcast partner, Cy Alexander is, uh, is, is, is a God fearing man. Like there's, it's just, it's one of those things where it all, it's the only thing that frustrates me about, about Twitter and, and, and the way sports is covered is you get these knuckleheads who try to make it about, uh, their preaching and their religion versus the game. Okay. And I have an issue with that. I ha- I really have an issue with promoting anything that is, that should be, in my opinion, private. And maybe that's my Northeastern Catholic upbringing where it's like, you know, you prayed, you kneeled, you did your thing for your hour. You didn't go around asking if people, if Jesus Christ was your savior, you just were Catholic. Like that's just, there were a lot of other weird stuff that Catholics did. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm a non-practicing Catholic, but I still have the kind of values, if you will, of that. So it's, it's just an interesting, I just wanted to address that because I got into it a little bit with some people and I actually got blocked by someone. I said, that's just false. Like they didn't, they're not, the producer is not cutting away from Chris Beard because he's kneeling in prayer. That's a joke. And, and what, what completely vindicated it for me was I watched it over again and Ernie Johnson comes in right away with a beautiful comment. Nice moment for Chris Beard and the Texas Tech Red Raiders as they kneel in prayer in their locker room. So as I go, um, I'm giving my pick. I'm going to go Texas Tech uh, 68, Virginia 64. 
I think Texas Tech will pull away and kind of hold on towards the end. But I think Virginia, I mean, shit, you could go either way with this one. But I'm going to go Texas Tech because, I don't know, man, I, I just feel like that good juju with uh, Chris Beard and, and, uh, and his guys. And you know what? I, I hope I hope Chris Beard comes out when they win that and he cuts down the nets and he says, this is for Jesus. Because <laughs> they're not going to cut away from that. And it's just going to prove my point about there's no censorship to religion, okay? You know, there's a ton of people all over the country. In particular, think about the two states that are being represented in this in this national championship game: Virginia, pretty pretty religious state, and Texas. So let's let's all slow our roll a little bit when it comes to that stuff. And uh, I look forward to a great game. So anyway, uh, let's see what happens with the Steve Forbes stuff. I, I don't have anything to report. I've been kind of. Uh, I feel like after. Uh, listen, I, I know that some of these guys like Jeff Goodman and, and Matt Norlander are going to contact Coach Forbes, and and, uh, and it's partly because of you know that that's their business, CBS Stadium, being independent, uh, and and also feeling like I have a good friendship with him. I just sent him a text and said, "Hey, I've been been seeing some of the rumblings going on with the college basketball season." He has not responded, uh, and I, I think it's just I just don't want to be put too pushy out of respect for. Mostly what he's going through, he lost his father. I, 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 I respect the hell out of that. If I lost my dad, it'd be a mess. And, um, and I, just, I just hope Coach is, uh, is kind of leaning on family and in, 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 in making a good decision based off of what, he, what him and his family want to do in the future. So I wish him nothing but the best in the whole uh, Forbes clan. In all of ETSU Nation, we have become more allies than enemies, and I love that. And so um, I, will, uh, I will take this off and... Hope to um, continue to get some more listeners, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm sponsorless at this point, guys. My, my sponsorship ended when basketball season ended. And there's my first yawn on a podcast in a while. Sorry, I had a busy day today. And um, if my meeting goes well, I may jump back on and do another quick podcast to kind of put an announcement out there because we're working on some really cool shit and it mostly is going to affect Greensboro people um, in terms of apparel and things like that. So... Um, hope to talk to everybody soon and hit me up on Twitter at MarksNetto7 and um, you can find me on Instagram uh, shit I forget at no Better Game. and um, that's it also the, the documentary that I'm, I'm dealing with the, the pitch show is slowly but surely kind of coming along so as soon as I have anything to report the one bid show will, will uh, hopefully be out next season alright talk to everybody soon bye